podcast. Okay, so let's get back to what we were just saying. You guys are thinking about starting a podcast? Yeah, I think. And oh, yeah. How, clo- how close should I get Yeah, to how close thing? should... That's great, yeah. Okay, fine. we're picking it up. Yeah, so you guys are thinking about doing a podcast, drinking, drinking. sex in the city. Yeah, you know, just uh, uh, things on brand, I suppose. Yeah. You know, lots That's of uh, 90s HBO. Dude, you know. um, have you heard of Dan Soder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see his new special? I was I started watching it last night. But the then in, I, did you see the intro? Yeah, the intro. Was yes. Big. And I, I, after that, I stopped watching because then I just started watching old <laughs> HBO promos on YouTube. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't get into the, any of the material because the, it was fine. the intro it was, was so um, I was like, holy shit. I was like seven <laughs> years old again. You know, I know. I listened to an interview of him talking about it. he's like, I wanted that 90s like HBO intro. And I was like, dude. Yeah, no, so when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is perfect. It was weird because I was like, oh, you're allowed to. They, they it's crazy it. no one yeah. else had done that before. Yeah. Because it's like, it's not like he's. Like, I wouldn't think of Dan Soder as like the epitome of like, you know. Throwback. Like, you throwback night. Yeah. Anything, to be honest. <laughs> like, he's just a comedian. You know, he's a good comedian. Yeah. Like, it's weird. You know? Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, so 80s and 90s HBO. Like, I started The Sopranos. Yeah. When I was living in LA, because yeah. I was like, I don't have any friends. I'm just going to start watching Sopranos. Yeah. And then I just I didn't. I love it. Oh, man. I just haven't finished it. I got to leave. I got to No, I, I, I don't. Go right I, I like it. But um, I just haven't. I just haven't finished it or kept going. But well, it's so good. It's. Uh, I was like that with Mad Men, too, yeah. though. It's like well, hour long shows. Yeah, you don't want it to. My whole thing is it's like it might be a self-defense mechanism. Mm. You're like, this is so good. I don't the premiere. Uh, gangster, uh, yeah. soap opera ever. Yeah. So I mean, it, it makes sense. You don't want to blow through it because it's it's so fucking good. It's so good. My my favorite thing about it is, um, you know, you first watch the first time you watch it, the first time you watch it. You know, just the first time. Just the first time. Uh, you you know you're you're attracted to the gangster shit. Yeah. Because you're because it's so, it's so. In the same way how like Spielberg or like Scorsese will have an artistic take. They're just, yeah. you know, there's always like a weird clumsiness in Scorsese <laughs> films. This one's just like, it's almost poetic. Yeah. But then when you watch it again, you're like, man, the mom might be the best character. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah, shit, his, every- his mean mom might be the best <laughs> character. And then you're like, oh man, she's worth. And then you realize it's just, uh, you know, a whole soap opera about mommy issues. And... Uh, <laughs> The I, and that's like I th- the perfect show for me. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah. no. It, yeah. I mean, I yeah. think I think the whole thing is it's like if you don't have mommy issues, you'll probably date somebody with mommy <laughs> issues at some point. So you know, it's good to just be aware. Just like you fall in love with the gangster shit, and then the deeper layer. Yeah. And then the third time and you big get pussy. The third time you're just all about gabagool. Gabagool. <laughs> you know. Uh, there's uh there's the culture. Well, yeah, the culture of it. What's crazy is that there's a scene where. They're, I think he's just lying on the bed and uh, at some point in their the series, their marriage sucks, you know, mm-hmm. it's always sucked, but it's like extra bad right now at this point. And he's lying on the bed and he's just looking at her. He's just watching TV. He's always watching oldies. Yeah. And she's like blowing her hair and she's like, and he's like, Carmela, will you shut the door? Yeah. Carmela, will you shut the door? And I thought, oh, he says, Carmela, will you please shut yeah. the door? And it's just something about that, please. It's like, oh yeah. man, I'm like, holy shit. Oh man. man. Just, like, and 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 that's why you go back to the Sopranos. Yeah. Because it's, it's, I remember my parents, when we watched it the first time, I would just kind of sneak in, mm-hmm. you know, some, you know, I'm a, was born in 91. Yeah. So I was like slightly too young to start it, mm-hmm. but I was kind of there near the end. And kind so I, end. I, you know, so I already knew the twist, go rewatching it, mm-hmm. but. 
I just remember uh, at the end, like it has a very famous ending. And when it happens, uh, I just remember my my parents were like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I, I kind of had that uh, connotation with yeah. it for a long time. And then in college, I started smoking a lot of weed. Yeah. And then started watching a lot of Sopranos. Things start clicking. You're like, yeah. oh, I get it now. I was in, I was in, uh, I played in San Francisco at the rickshaw stop like 2012. Yeah. And my drummer got in like an argument with, uh, the op- one of the openers, the other opener, about the ending of Sopranos because oh, he liked it and oh, my yeah. drummer hated it. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't know what the hell happened at the end of this show, but it's dividing the country. Well, they made me change uh, my perspective on endings because mm. I think um, I think video games are kind of like this too. Yeah. Where it's a lot of fun during it and then the ending, you're like, that's the end? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, what the fuck do you expect? It was more about the, the I think my brother was telling me, he's like, it's about the promise oh, of a great ending. That's and true. it doesn't really matter if the ending's great or not because that doesn't necessarily take away from all the shit you yeah. experienced. However, like there are shows that just their final season is just <laughs> such dog shit. Like, yeah, I, don't, I think yeah. that rule doesn't apply to some things. Like, yeah. I think the final scene of any series is, it's like, well, okay, you know, how many hours of work led to that? Totally. Hopefully you have it kind of figured out totally. before you get into it. I think that's the main problem is like, and you can tell great things, great art you thought about, you figure it out. Like, I don't know about you, but when I'm writing albums mm-hmm. sometimes, I, don't, I know that you're not even supposed to write albums anymore because- I know, but it sucks. I still do. Well, I, I yeah. think it's like, okay, maybe you don't release albums anymore, but like in terms of the writing process, yeah. I think that's the only way to- because otherwise it's just so abstract I and know. then you're like, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll write a song and then I'll write another one. And I'm like, oh, that's just a better version of that song. <laughs> but because I wasn't listening to them next to each mm-hmm. other, I wasn't able to tell that I was ripping myself off. And then you have that feeling where you're like, well, I got to choose one. Yeah. And then you're like, holy shit, I wrote this. I ripped this, these, both of these songs off three <laughs> other times before. Yeah. And then you're like, well, uh, I can choose one because you can yeah. only rip yourself off once. I think that's the rule. Like uh, on an album, like I don't know, about you, I don't know how you, you should listen to my first album. I oh, ripped myself off six times in a row. No, I'm kidding. Well, isn't that called style? Right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, style, that's right? style. You're, yeah, it's like you're. you've Well, isn't that like? And I guess that's when people who don't like your style, they're like, ah, they just repeat the same shit yeah. over again. Like Smash Mouth has a style. Like. A I good don't one? Lo- I don't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's one Class? of those. I don't know about you, but like, it's it's. I'm a fan of irony. Don't get me totally, wrong. Totally, like, totally, I love totally, totally. I, I love irony. But um something about like and I can handle irony in film. Like yeah. I'll watch like I'm trying to think of a the worst romantic comedy I've seen. Mm. Pretty much every one that came out in the 2000s that was on HBO oh, at some point, you know. Yeah. Seen them at least 3 times probably. Totally. But like for music uh it's the one thing that like Unless I find it so deeply hilarious. Like, yeah. you know when Paul McCartney misses hard? How mm-hmm. it's so bad, you're like, I can't look away from this That's fucking so trend. Well, yeah, you're like, wow, this is a horrible song, but... but Oh, he made it. I had this. I had this exact same conversation with Paul Cherry while we were working on the record. He was like, "Have you heard for you?" And I was like, "Dude, oh, I hate it so much. I love it." No, it's it's. (laughs) He was like, "It's brutal." I I can't. It's brutal. I was like, "I don't know why." When I met you, like he obviously didn't write that. Like it would just once you such a modern sounding melody. Once you're auto tuning Paul McCartney, like who's that asshole? Who's like? He's like, Paul, he has to sit there. This the is engine. a good idea. This yeah, is a good right? idea right here. Well, it makes you wonder. And here's, okay. So at least that leads into so many issues. Yeah. It's like, okay, I want to rip on new Paul McCartney. Yeah. But it's like, you know, 
He's lived a full life of. Oh, I mean, yeah. every album has at least two great songs. Oh, yeah. At least two. Easy. Sometimes there's just one and a half great song. That's the worst when it's half a great song, and then the other half you're like, oh man, how am I going to show this to the boys? Yeah, yeah. And you're trying to show. You're trying to show <laughs> songs to your band, and you're like, yeah. You're like, sick. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I, I assume that you guys, everyone in your band is is pretend. It's almost like every. It's like a Power Rangers, almost Transformers mm. thing, where like everyone's pretentious in their. I'm pretentious in the head zone. I'm the arm. I'm the leg. You yeah, know? yeah. And uh, then like as this leading singer, you can kind of be a wild card. Yeah. I think you're allowed to be like. I hate that. And they're like, there's no reason why you would hate that based on all the things you've said in the past. I'm like, I don't, it doesn't matter. I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy. You know, but uh, it's, th there's just certain things that you just, I don't even remember what I'm talking about. I'm just having flashbacks to just yeah. showing all the, oh, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Uh, having one every and a half to two. One and a half to two. And it's like, sometimes you'll, you'll show it to them and you're like, oh, I know. I know they hate that kind of yeah. shit. It's like, I'm fine with certain things. You know, you just have a threshold. Yeah. I think my musical threshold's very thin for what I oh. like. It's like when I like it, I'm really into it. And there's this, this rice paper wall yeah. of like smack. Like if I hear like there's a certain level <laughs> of irony, like I can handle I can handle McCartney paper. irony, but yeah. I can't handle Smash Mouth irony mm. because I know that McCartney killed it before. And it's coming from a place of, you know, OK, well, you've been writing songs for 50 years. Maybe yeah. you're going to start writing good sure. just complete dog shit. Yeah, you, that. Yeah, you but could. Bob Dylan's a great example. Yeah. Everyone knows. My mom was telling me she saw him in like the '80s, and she was like, "It was the worst show I've ever seen in my <laughs> entire life." I real, I was waiting to hear a certain song, and then halfway through a horrible song, I realized he was playing the song I wanted to hear. Oh, so she left, <laughs> and that was in the '80s. So that's what forty years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. but he's never stopped. And there's just certain people you don't get. Like when you hear when you see a hair metal band still yeah. playing in like their '60s and '70s, you're like. You're like, ah, well, fuck these guys. But at the don't same work. time, you're like, well, I guess they have to wear, you know, they have to wear the wig. They have to wear the makeup, you know. Totally. Like Angus Young, if you didn't see him in shorts. Yeah. It'd be fucked up. Like, <laughs> what you like something about him, like, I don't want to see that, like. I want to see those no shorts. No other 80-year-old man don't want to see him wearing, like, short shorts, you know. <laughs> and just, like, you know. But, like, it'd be disappointing if you didn't see exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, Bob Dylan in this great interview. And you know how, like, I... I I don't know how you feel about music journalism. It's I don't fine. know how you feel about most journalism, but like <laughs> when it comes to criticism, uh, I wish that in all articles, they gave you like a top, like their top five things they liked, yeah. you know? And uh, I think that people who review things in music, they should have, it's, I mean, it's already so subjective, but you should have some, like there's no way that somebody, like how Rolling Stone operates, right? Yeah. How they're like, I don't know. Obviously, no one even gives a flying fuck about Rolling Stone. <laughs> I mean, but there's still a part of you, you know. You're, yeah. You're like, it's well, like, I mean, I still am gonna like. I'm at the airport. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna look hey, at let's it. See what they're saying. You're like, oh, they're saying Black Keys are still are the pioneer. It's like they're not even. They don't even sound like Black Keys. Yeah. The Black Keys were pioneering, but I guess <laughs> in, a, in the 2000s. But you're like, it's just so weird. But like, there's top no bands of the 2010s. Oh yeah. It's just like oh, what? Well, that's the weirdest thing is that they were. I was thinking about them. I don't even know where we're going, but I'm gonna. I like where this we're is going because this leads to my one of my favorite things. Let's in the world, do it. Which is ZZ Top. Okay. I fucking love ZZ Top. I'll follow you down this road. So, I'm a recovering rocker. Okay. Okay. I um. I am a white man. Uh, from, Start there. From the West Side. Yeah. So I wasn't very hard. When I got into rap, it was through Eminem. Of course. You know, so I'm getting a very specific rap. It wasn't until I was older and I liked music that I was like listening to 
rap music uh, that was, you know, like most deaf. And my don't brother, like, the thing like. that's weird though is I had the opportunity. My brother was huge into rap, but you know, when you grow up with your, I don't know if you have any yeah, siblings. I do, but like, yeah. Uh, which one are you, oldest, youngest? I'm like second oldest. Second oldest. So it's like, you know how like when they like something, you're just not allowed to like it yeah. for some reason <laughs> if you're under the same house. Mm -hmm. we, we had a bunk bed. So like, mm. I was like, well, if this asshole's listening to rap, I'm going straight Green Day. I'm a rocker, you know? Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh my God, Green Day's the hardest music of all time. Then I heard like Queens of Stone Age and I was like, oh my God, yeah. this is so hard. <laughs> and then, you know, you, uh, I think, you know, as dorky as this sounds, I was doing one of those, like learn how to play guitar, like guitar port, I don't mm -hmm. know, back in the day before you could, people were just tabbing out songs. Yeah. I don't know if you ever, have you ever checked if any of your songs are online or not? I've got, well, this is really nerdy. I have Google alerts set yeah. for my band and I gotta I'll, do see that. Them. I'll see them if, if it gets put on. I got to do that. Yeah, I know. I, uh, we, this is a, I don't know if I should admit this, but one time we were, we were trying to learn a song that we hadn't played in a while. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go. I, Cause the way I write, I write everything and then I have it all on my computer mm -hmm. and I don't play piano. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know what the fuck I did. Mm -hmm. So I give it to the band and I'm like, here, here I, is I'm transcribe like, this. So I, yeah, I'm, I've uh, like a few John, I have like five Johnny Greenwoods in my band, cool. and I'm just like, hey, what do I? What do I? I'm do? like, I don't know. Where how do to I explain stand? This. I'm like, yeah. I'll show them the thing, and they're like, I'm like, that's a C major seven. They're like, no, dude, the voice, the voice. I'm like, no, I don't no. want to. I want to know, but I too. Don't tell me. Resist it. Don't reveal the curtain. Um, I forgot why I was even talking about that again. As you can tell, I um. I'm very stoned right now. That's fine. I, I, I had a big uh, a big morning of I was recording a song. And, oh really? And it was going really well. And you know, Do you record like, yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh cool. Everything I, you guys have out right now is recorded yourself. Uh yeah, I, I do um most of it. I want to say most because it's like yeah, it's kind of weird because it's. Do you know Shade? Yeah. So it's like I'm I'm, I'm Shade, yeah. but also I'm in Shade the band. Oh yeah. So it's like uh, it's Shade. I'm Shade. Oh, I, I mean it. I'm Pink Sock. <laughs> that's but i want to be shot at yeah you know always i want to be shot at yeah but um there's i don't know but i have a hard time making song I, you know it's not even that i have a hard time making songs with people yeah. but you know when you just have to like get rid of a song because you're like i fucking hate this i can't explain why i'm not working on the song anymore yeah. but once you have five other people who've like put their they've, energy they've into had it they nights of sleep yeah, yeah they've had nights of sleep thinking about it uh. and then you come to them as the, like the singer and you're like, I just don't, I don't it's, it's weird. There's <laughs> just something like I can play guitar, any genre that you yeah. know, like, not any genre, but like, if you're like, Hey, I need this song. I'm like, yeah, I can play it. Yeah. yeah. If you're like, Hey, and you just sing on this song. Yeah, it's different. It's it just gets different. a little, um, I don't know if you've ever heard music you've made that you're embarrassed of. Yeah, and it's different catalog. when it's just, your, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, of course. I assume it was almost rhetorical. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you're a musician. That's yeah. a fucking point, right? So it's like, even the music that I like that I used to make, when I hear sometimes like how I'm singing and the lyrics I'm saying, yeah. I'm just like, I want to beat the shit out of that, Julian. I, don't I like know. That it's guy. like, I, I yeah. should have spent more time on those lyrics. That's like always my biggest thing. Well, it's, you know, that's... The one thing that's great about music, you can always try again. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. and um, it's, I agree too. I, sometimes though, do you ever like go back and you're like, oh, I've stolen my own lyrics. <laughs> like, I oh. feel like I'm saying the same 10 things in every oh, song. Dude, I say like, the word girl. Oh, I think like yeah. 50 times on an album. Yeah. I, I want to like do a, like a girl counter. I want to go listen to the album uh, and just be like, okay, what? Well, you know, keep yeah, tallies. Yeah, girl, sometimes girl, 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 girl. it's, um, it's hard when we're playing live because we have choruses where it's like you're singing girl in the chorus. So it's like, 
Okay, we'll split that up with another yeah. one. Yeah. But um, I, uh, I record everything myself. That's awesome. And um, I will say that in the beginning, it was more of a side project. Because mm -hmm. as I said, I'm a recovering rocker. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think what got me into that was you were talking about Black Keys. Mm. And uh, how how they went from blues band to like pop band in yeah. the same way that like it's funny because they're is uh, easy top did the same thing yeah but they did it in a i think a more interesting way and um there that idea of reinventing yourself the idea that when you're the singer songwriter right mm -hmm. so it's like you have a new band and you're like what i can call it a different thing that doesn't fucking shit mean shit yeah i can call it whatever the fuck i want to call it yeah if i'm making it it's gonna sound like shit i made that's why it's so weird when like Art bands are like you know they go solo and then they they do you know another side project and another side project yeah. it's like dude you're it can't it's not going to be good unless it sounds like you because no one's a chame I don't know about you but I don't believe in the whole chame everyone like these artistic chameleons like mm -hmm. only very few people are great at everything yeah but they're really not great at everything they're just like really 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 good at most things yeah like um like Donald Glover is a great example yeah like he's great at like film and TV. Mm -hmm. Like he's a great visual artist. His music, eh, kind of like it's too, uh, you could tell they have a good chorus. Mm -hmm. You can tell someone else wrote a good chorus. Oh yeah. It feels so ghost written. Any, any artist that changes genre so immaculately, mm -hmm. you know that it's not, at a certain point, and I don't want to be shit. You just brought a new team in. Yeah, it, you brought the team in. Yeah. It's like, I don't really know how much of that is your art or mm -hmm. something. But if you're truly like making music that you wanted to make, it, it's going to sound like you no matter what. Yeah. So I was making rock music and it sounded like me. If you knew, if you know me, you're like, oh, that's a very Julian kind of mm -hmm. thing. But we were playing rock shows and um, this is back. In, I don't know. I graduated in what, 2013. So uh -huh. I got back from college. And then I was like, well, I don't want to be an adult. I'm going to play music more. That sounds good. And uh, playing in rock bands. And I met all these great dudes in like Wild Wing. And um, I'm not, I'm like kind of a, you know, it's funny. I make like really smooth music now. I was totally. never really a rocker, rock totally. dude, but I love, I fucking love guitar solos like so much <laughs> that it kept me going. You know, it's like, there's that one thing that kept you going. Yeah. And it took me years to realize, you know, you can do that in like soul and R&B. Totally. But it, there's something where, you know, you're just not ready to admit it. So we're playing rock music. I'm listening to ZZ Top and it's inspiring me. And I'm listening to so much. And then I finally get to Eliminator, which is the one where they change genres. Mm -hmm. And it's not really, it's it's blue, it's a blues album, but it's its its own thing. Yeah. But the one thing that comes through is the song, like it's the idea about songwriting. And I was like, oh, these songs are just as good. If you, They just sound different. And if you can make a, you know, it sounds like Billy Gibbons and that's why it's still fine. Yeah. Because you have, when you really dissect these ZZ Top albums that are huge and if anyone out there doesn't know about Eliminator, <laughs> I think it's like, it's such a, it's one of those things if you hear me talking about it, like it's some like, you know, biblical, totally. canonical text yeah, and then you yeah. hear it and you're like, is this what this guy's fucking talking about? <laughs> but there's something, it's like, you know, uh, over the top drum machine where they swear that a drummer played it. I don't believe it. Yeah. I don't believe a drummer touched. I don't believe any drums were touched on the entire album. Uh, it's one of those things where the engineer is like pretty much produced it and then got fucked over because uh, they were like, well, we didn't write anything down. So, you mm. know, uh, and then he sued them for so much songwriting that, and I think the album went like Diamond or something. Oh my God. Like, it, and they started doing music videos and it created the whole thing. And then like, why is a blues band about 15 years into their career 
making their biggest album yeah. in the 80s when it's like uh, Michael Jackson totally. and like, you know, Isley Brothers, when the whole ch game changed. Yeah. And I was like playing on these, I was playing rock music and, and my, my drummer hurt his foot. And I was like, well, I gotta, you know, gotta keep the muscle going. So I started just fucking around again on Logic. And, uh, you know, you were saying, Paul, record your album. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I was like, well, I'm just going to learn how to record music myself because I, as much as I love working with people in the studio, totally. there's that, you know, that just pressure, there's that pressure and you have to have everything really fucking good to go. And I was like, ah, I'm more of like, kind of like, eh, it plays you go. And then like, mm -hmm. you'll be driving in the car and you're like, Ooh, that bus had like a line on mm. it that I'm thinking I'm going to steal or something, yeah. you know? And then that started going better. And then, um, I was like, wait, I realized I was writing the same songs. It was just like finding the tones that really worked for me. And it makes me think that like as much as I love Billy Gibbons when he does play blues, mm. nothing still to me sounds better when he plays those songs those in really the simple licks. It, it wasn't even that it was simple. Yeah, it's the limited. Yeah, they lit and it's something about um, smooth music where like rock music, you can kind of like you're strumming, right? Yeah, there's like a lot of pulsating thing. Once you have a band that's and this isn't to shit on rock music because no. it's like I do love. I mean, I'm a huge Thin Lizzy fan too, For sure. and I love you know Ze Zeppelin, yeah, and all that shit, you know. But I'm also like a really pretentious rock rock liker too, mm -hmm. and um, there's just something about when you limit it to the only real rock element is one guitar solo and then everything else can just be i don't know you can you can see if you're a good songwriter or not yeah i guess and, and it started out more as like you're doing a pro you're doing kind of things on the side and then uh i think i was just doing shows where i was doing karaoke and people liked it with the backing track yeah just yeah. the backing tracks yeah. and that's awesome when you realize like you know when you're playing a sh early on it's like it's weird because I feel like we're in a we're in a position right now where uh -huh. it's like you're like I can get really good gigs. Yeah, I can't really make a living on music right now. <laughs> I could maybe go on a tour. Yeah, but lose a lot of money. Or but gain fan, you know exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in this weird position, and it was like okay, so I'm just gonna do it solo, so I don't spit because I have to spend all this money on all the other things because yeah. I've been in so many failed rock bands for totally. so many years. And you're just like oh I'm just gonna save all the money that comes with recording. Because as we were talking earlier, albums are dead mm -hmm. as much. I mean, it's not that the album is dead. It's that if you like Tame Impala can put out an album, people will listen yeah. to it. But he's also putting out like six fucking songs of like a 10 song album, right? Yeah. Just to get you to remember he exists. Mm -hmm. So he's going to put out that album and then you're like, okay, well, no one's buying it anyway. Yeah. And what, we already heard all the yeah, songs anyway. Like, everyone's streaming it. Mm -hmm. um, it's... By the way, what do you think about these new? I don't want to. I don't know if we want to go on record to, to, to dissect these new Tame Impala tracks. It's actually the first Tame Impala songs I ever liked. Really? I, well, what's the one? Patience. It's just like the album cover is just like a conga. I, I was gonna say that's, that's the only one I like. That's the only one I like too. Yeah. Sorry, Kevin. Do please we know listen him? though. <laughs> no, no, please listen if you're listening. No, it's no. Thing, yeah, that's yeah. like the first Tame Impala stuff I ever liked. Like people showed me, it's like a, only feels like going backwards. I'm like, it's cool. It sounds like oh. you know, very popular indie rock, and well, it's a, awesome and stuff. But I just, I'm not gonna listen to that. Well, it's it, and then everyone's like, oh, you love John Lennon. He sounds just like John well, that's Lennon. the thing. Yeah, I'm like, I don't like, want to hear. Yeah, I know. I'll listen to John Lennon if I want John Lennon. That's the one thing that kind of you know. And as much as it's so funny, I'm in like I'm the oldest one in my band. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna date myself right now. Let's go ahead. Let's hear it. I remember when the first Tame Impala mm. album came out, and I remember at that point no one was playing guitar. Yeah, <laughs> and it was really cool. 
No <laughs> what was that? 2011? 2009, 2009, 2009, 2010, maybe yeah. something like that. Yeah. And I was in college, and that was back in the days when, um, you know, the streaming wasn't really a thing yet. You yeah. Would, you would type in, you go to Google, you type in mm -hmm. MediaFire. Yes. You 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 go to Pitchfork. Remember, it would be blogs. You mm -hmm. go to blogs, yeah. and it'd be like they're like, yeah, Yo, you gotta check out Animal Collective. If you don't know Animal Collective, here's all their albums yeah. on a RAR file, yeah. and you're like, okay, I guess. Yeah. And then you'd just be in your class lecture, just mm -hmm. like you know, well, I'm downloading every single like important 2000s album that Pitchfork, you know, at least Pitchfork yeah. or Stereogums tell me to listen to. And um, that was me with torrents. Oh, dude! See, that was yeah. the thing. I was too stupid to do torrent. I was like, it was eh, really it's confusing. A process. It's it was a process, not as easy you know? as um, what was the ones before it? Shazam? No, not Shazam. Kazaa. Kazaa. And then what was the one after that? There was one with uh, the, with the little LimeWire. It wasn't as easy yeah. as those ones. Yeah, it was like you had to go easy. to a third party site and you had to like see the guy, oh, and dude. he showed you where the record was. Yeah. I, well, I just remember I saw a, a music video. And it was the one where he's just, I think it's for like, you don't know how it feels or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's off the first album. Mm -hmm. And it's this dude walking around against like a, a sea of people. It was before it became like a culture. And it was more just like, I don't know about you, but like, I still think the Australians own rock and roll. For sure. Like, you know, you say what you want to say. ACDC, like they yeah. rock the hardest. Yeah. They're not my favorite rock band, but, but they rock the hardest. They rock the I hardest. I can't deny it. They rock the hardest. King Gizzard. Yeah. Holy shit. They have fucking. You, yeah. have, you, have you seen them live? Oh my God. Yeah. They fucking They're rock the fucking insane. I don't know any of their songs, but I just get right? blasted. Uh, let's go even further back. The Vines, mate. Remember the Vines? I sure do. You're going to get prey, you know? <laughs> I was like, dude, much like sending love to Australia right yeah, now. Or is they're below us, right? I don't know if they're the, directly below. Is yeah, I guess you could call it. I don't that. know. Yeah, how yeah. <laughs> but there's like a bunch. You know, I like. I just got into like Courtney Barnett. Okay, she's Australian. No, here's my thing with her. Yeah, I don't. See, here's the thing. I I didn't want to do this. Oh, get into, the bashing. Um, let's bash. Because well, it's not. Let's that ruin. I wanna, all, let's ruin all chances so, uh, for direct support. Yeah, I was gonna go. say that's the problem. <laughs> I don't want. Okay, no, but you're so not gonna not, open for Courtney. Yeah, Barnett. it's like I I'm gonna be opening for like Snoop Dogg's cousin. Yeah, when he yeah, starts, yeah, yeah, yeah. Corrupt's coming into yeah, town. Exactly. You guys sell fifty tickets. Yeah, so like, exactly, Okay, let's right. do it. It's corrupt. Yeah, it. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we are we are in this weird position where it's like. I don't really know who we'd play. Like, you know, <laughs> we play such a specific. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say like, we're the most unique. We're not the most unique, but it's like, I really don't know where we fit. Yeah. That's like a lot of the tour support, like things that being thrown at me. Yeah. Or it's like stuff that would fit my last, my old, like first record yeah. or my second record. It's like, oh, I'm not really making burger style. Exactly. Garage anymore. Yeah. Like, no. And it's, and um, it's, and the thing is, it's like, it's and not, I'm not soul yeah, enough to yeah. go with like Duran Jones like that's like they're yeah. like really committed. Well, that's I'm not that committed either. It seems while well, I was listening to your music, I, mm -hmm. I I know the first album, so I got I guess heard every I went back to the whole thing. Yeah, like, okay, cool, let me cool. check out everything. Yeah, yeah, and I noticed it's like we're all kind of you know it's not we're all of us, but like we're, some of us are moving to the. I don't know if this is correct, but Quiet Storm, mm. where it's like kind of like that Smokey Robinson, yeah. where it's like, I know Paul Cherry is definitely, we, we've, yeah. we, he and I talk about Michael Franks. We love- totally. He showed me Michael Franks. Yeah, it's like, yeah. we love a very, like a cheesy, it's like, you kind of love the background music of Lethal Weapon. Mm -hmm. So then you're like, oh, I kind of want to make my band slowly morph into that. Yeah. And it's like the ability, it's like, you're making present music that's not incredibly distorted. Mm -hmm. It's like not quite rock music. Mm -hmm. It's not quite soul music. Mm -hmm. It's smooth. Yeah. It's like kind of song. I don't know about you, but like, 
this is the main thing I noticed from after playing rock shows and um, moving to like kind of smoother, kind of sexy music is like watching the audience dance with each other. Yeah, like nice. not like not dance to you. Yeah, like they're you're on they're on a date. Yeah, they're meeting each other and they're just like grooving and you're mm -hmm. just like, I'm. You're like, holy shit, I'm fucking, I'm fucking making that. Yeah. They're going to yeah. get laid later. Yeah. They're both getting laid. You know, holy you, shit. You, you have an actual oh, sorry, mic. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. But I was doing, you don't have to have this the one. I was, I was doing like, you know, like on I'm stage. Like, yeah. I'm like, like the microphone is the, I'm like, oh, this mic that I should be talking to. I know. No, no. Yeah, yeah no, I, I completely agree, man. It's yeah. so weird. Like with going back to like listening to old music that like embarrasses me. A lot of that old, earlier stuff does embarrass me. Like I yeah. play like maybe one or two of it. Like if there's like a really diehard in the crowd, like, yeah. all right, this is for you. Here yeah. we go. There, it, isn't know. it so hard to explain to somebody why you don't like one of your songs yeah. that they like? Because yeah. they're almost like, they get you offended. You play that song. They get offended for you. They're like, you're like, I don't like that one. Like, dude, dude, what do you mean don't you don't like that, that one? It's that's, so good. That's the don't one. say that. Don't say it. I've got a couple weird ones mm -hmm. early on that um I've learned it's like, uh, I will say the Pink Sock's the only project I have where like, I truly have no regrets. Mm -hmm. I, I do wish i had spent more time on certain tracks oh. you know like but like you know you learn from your mistakes totally I, are all your projects online uh, different names or have you taken them down or i think one of them was online for a long time and then eventually like uh the distributor was like hey you haven't paid us in two years yeah and i was like kind of just see trying to see how long it would take <laughs> for them to take it down so like i have a i'm pretty sure that they can't mm. because I didn't do it for two years. And once I told them I'm over you guys, yeah. then they took it down. So I'm pretty sure for all those poor musicians out there, like, you know, get put yeah. your music online and then like, they're going to tell you to pay. And just like, I didn't affect my credit score. <laughs> um, I, they kept it online. Yeah. I totally forgot. I even yeah. had it online. Yeah. And then I checked an email. I didn't check on them. They were like, you haven't paid us in two years. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. I was showing people this music. It still streams. Yeah. I guess I wasn't getting money from it. But no one was listening anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was in another project called Greaser. Okay. That was, um, uh, I really, I, uh, there's a fondness in my heart for it. I thought we were pretty sick, but it was the kind of thing where, you know, you're playing a show and then uh, I didn't realize I was a smooth, sexy time music man. And then, you know, after the show, some dude comes up and just wants to talk about which pedals I'm using. And oh, I, yeah. That and happens I, a lot. I really do. And it doesn't have to be a dude. Anybody. I don't want to talk about gear. Women talk no. about gear, too. Women talk yeah. about gear, too. Yeah. But I'm sorry, I don't want to talk about it. It's not, um, first of all, like, I don't know about you, but like- I, I don't know anything. I don't want anyone, um, I just don't want anyone using my tone. Oh, okay. And my tone's so stupid simple that yeah. you're just like, I was like, oh, it's just reverb, dude. Shh, don't tell anybody. Like, just crank it. Yeah, you did it <laughs> all the way, you know? So I just like, don't know, like, what is that? Is that the, I was like, I don't know, man. It was the cheapest one I saw and I just yeah. bought it and it sounds decent yeah, for that's now. The one, it's the one that the, the wise musician in my life told me and then I was like, that's what my, that's the route I go. That's, the one, that's what I'm yeah. doing, you know? Yeah. It's it's weird. Um, I'm just not a gear guy. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. It's, it, it, well, it's, it's not that gear's bad. It's that I don't have the money yeah. Or the time or yeah. the knowledge. I'm so impulsive, or man. Or the desire. <laughs> I'm know? so impulsive. If I start seeing stuff, like I have a bunch of like camera equipment because I've just been stocking up on yeah. camera gear no, for I this podcast. This. I just bought this. Thing. I was going to say, I just want this in my, my, my home. <laughs> it's nice to have. Yeah. yeah right? um, but now I'm just like obsessed and I'm on YouTube all the time just watching like gear reviews and like my girlfriend hates it oh, yeah. and I hate it. And no, it's. But I'm, I feel like I'm done. Like I got the freaking camera that doesn't. Oh, no, no. That's I'm... the problem, bro. You're on the gear train. 
Oh, Gear Train slows down for no one. I know. And it's, it's, my dad's a musician, so I saw it my whole oh, life cool. of just, you know, like the acquiring of gear. Yeah. And um, he's a producer, so he needed it. So cool. he had an excuse. So like, I got at least a good example of someone, like, if anything, I feel like he could have bought more gear. Yeah. But he was kind of like playing it safe. Mm -hmm. But, um, what kind of producer? What, what was he producing? So he he's a session player. He's a, oh, cool. a pedal steel guitarist. Wow. And then he had a studio in, he still does, has a studio in Santa Monica where he yeah. would just produce some um, kind of just independent artists and stuff. Yeah. So on this, whenever he wasn't on a tour or playing like, you know, um, uh, my favorite thing he played, I, I don't, uh, was on Weird Al. Uh-huh. I love, uh, I love Weird Al. Yeah, yeah. He was on, um, I think it's the truck driving song. Which is I, I was uh, I it, which no one would know, but it's it's about a cross-dressing truck driver. Huh. And I was thinking it's like it's funny that Weird Al like Weird Al has a few songs that nowadays you wouldn't fly. No, I yeah, was like, I that believe one it. wouldn't fly these days. But he's always taking risks. He's you know I will say he took the most risks. <laughs> <laughs> Weird Al, he takes risks. Oh, dude, Weird Al, it's it's funny like. Um, my drummer's trying to get me into Frank Zappa and it's, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of working. It, it's tough though. Cause it's, uh, I love I like the things my friend shows me cause he knows mm -hmm. me, but then like on an album, the one where the song he shows me, then the two after that, I'm like, like uh. not, but, um, I, I was going back and I was like, weird Al has a Frank Zappa song <laughs> called it's just as good. But then I think it might be my favorite Frank oh, Zappa shit. song. It's called genius in France. Yeah. And I remember showing it to my dad and he's like, oh, he's doing Frank Zappa. Mm. And I was like, but I feel like I just kind of like when you were, I just kind of like Weird Al's style <laughs> a little bit better. I think, I, I think yeah. Frank just might be a little too mean for me. Frank Zappa came into my life when I like had smoked pot for the first time. Uh, when oh, I would was you like smoke 14, out of? 14, 15. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's, What's let's, that? Let's smoke out of? Yeah, let's get into That's the- an important, important let's get, question. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, it's important, as cool as the music shit is. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like- wait, Let's get to that. I don't really smoke pot that often, so that's why it's weird. Oh, yeah? But um, 14 or 15, I was with my uncle, who's only a year older than me. Mm -hmm. My grandmother had a kid really late in life. Mm -hmm. And um, so he's only a year older than me, my dad's brother. And I think it was like, I don't know, man. Probably just like a little shitty pipe. Yeah. How old but were then, you? then I was, four, how old am I? Yeah, how old, oh, how old were you? Oh, like 14. 14. So that's kind of young. School. And then the next time yeah. I smoked pot was through- um, An apple or some shit? A can. A can. Very classic yeah, soda it, can. Yeah, who knows? And that one got me wasted. See, I'm from the West Side, so like crap. all my friends who had the drugs were all rich kids, <laughs> oh, okay. you know? So it was They like, all had nice little pipes. They had bongs. Bongs, yeah. It's like, they, well, it was the thing I noticed, like, you know, it's like my parents, I wasn't really smoking a lot of pot. My parents and I have a good relationship, so they would, I mean, they were also like hippies. So they yeah. were like, yo, dude, you should be smoking more pot. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you guys, I'm, I'm going to get good grades like, i'm gonna practice guitar for hours in my room it's like family ties are like the fucking michael yeah Keaton exactly and you're the, no yeah exactly. or michael j fox yeah, no, and you're yeah. the conservative one and well, it wasn't even that i was conservative no i know no but it was but it was weird it was like it was the kind of thing where like that for all parents out there you don't want your kids to do drugs tell them to do drugs tell them to do it. they won't do drugs they definitely won't do it and then by the time you like you know i was like it's appropriate for me to do drugs i was like Guys, I did drugs, and they're like, "Yeah, can you just give us a call, we'll pick you up," luck, you know man. that kind of thing. <laughs> but um, I remember the first time I got stoned was um, it's some uh, you know older high. Like, I think I was in like, it's been like a sophomore or something, yeah. and they passed me like a pipe, and you know you do, that, and they're like, "No, that was bullshit. Take yeah. a real one." Oh no! And then I and I hit it, and then I ate an entire box of Reese's Puff cereal. Yeah. 
and um and I'm a vegan, so I was like yeah. I was like I hope those were I hope those were vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I hope those were good. Oh no. Um, I think they are. They might be. I don't think they're good it's for just you. Corn. Yeah, yeah. It's just corn Fake. and sure. Well, that's the thing when you realize it's just flavoring. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you know. Is it ethically vegan? <laughs> no, I don't know. Um. Also, the first thing that came on that I got, I was like, oh, I'm so hungry. Yeah. It was like the um chicken fries, Burger King chicken fries. Oh, dude. And they made those commercials for Stoners. Oh, dude. It's just a slow pan of the chicken fries just going. I was like, oh. You're like, I want that fry. I know, but I can't drive. Not that I should. See, but you can't drive. No. To go to Burger King. That seems like the dream job, right? Yeah. When you're working, so you're at a job where you can make money on a corporate level. Yeah. But you're marketing to potheads. Yeah. So it's like you're kind of allowed, you have carte blanche to kind mm-hmm. of just do like, and I guess Tim and Eric are responsible. I was for just like, about to say like late 2000s Adult Swim. Oh yeah. Well, they were, you know, it's so crazy. I was thinking how like, how influential they are. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And just how they, like how Nathan, Free, Nathan Fielder is mm-hmm. like, you know, like, getting uh oscar i don't know like some sort of emmy i don't know if it yeah. means anything but for that like sasha baron cohen you know he's like got an hbo project coming up like totally. just how that humor started like the shit that i liked in high school that everyone's like you're fucking weird yeah like now that's the guys who are like we need to sell these burger fries so let's <laughs> it's like what's on tv right yeah, now? yeah exactly. it, it is kind of damn that's like how do you even get a job that good where you like you're like you have a cokehead job, but you're working for potheads, you know? Well, I don't know if it's like really the people filming. It's like the director. The idea. Well, it's like the right? guy. It's the asshole in the room is like, hey, I got a great idea. Yeah. It's like, why don't we make fries out of? Because uh, I'm sure the camera guy's nuggets. just like, why are we doing this? Oh, the, ch- oh, the, oh the, like, the camera guy. He has no idea. Oh, he's in the union. Yeah, he's know. like slow pan up. Yeah, okay, he, he's trying to get more overtime. Have you ever worked on a set before? No. So like I've I've only minorly worked mm. on sets, just um, PA stuff, just like bullshit PA. Yeah, you know? like just you know, I'm like I need money, and my friends are like, Hey, you want to work in this fashion shoot? I'm like, Sure. Yeah. And then um, it, it's just so weird how it should go faster yeah but then when everyone you realize everyone's just like you know you're working on the product and then those are the crazy people who are making the commercial and then you have the guy the camera guys and the the pas and everyone's just like uh let's do everything the slowest we possibly can yeah. do i would say that if you're trying to make money as a musician paing is a good move yeah but you need a savings because they then they pay you like 90 days later so 60 like 30 60 yeah. 90 days 45 one time they gave me like a 54 I was like, what the fuck is that? Oh my God. I don't know. It's weird. But um, the one thing I learned from- I'm like that with a few gigs right now. Oh yeah, right. I don't get paid for another month. I'm like- Really? What's the point? How does that- I get It's a DJ gig. So oh, I'll God. DJ every Saturday, but then their, their accounting doesn't get me till the next month. It's weird. So I'm just like, all right, need that. Tell me any other fucking <laughs> thing in the world where you can just pay anyone like that. I know. Like, yeah. I'm hungry. My mother works for the county education yeah. office. And she gets paid monthly. That's like a real job. I'm DJing a bar. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to the saloon though in Ventura. I love you. And so, I will continue to wait for those checks. Oh yeah. Well, that's the one thing. Luckily it's like, you're like, well, it wasn't, I'm not waiting to get paid for like uh, me pouring my heart out. Yeah. Like, I yeah. was just showing people love TKO by Teddy Pendergrass, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. Getting, like kind of like, mm-hmm. I was just trying to get this room a little groovy for like an hour, <laughs> like two hours, you know? That gig is turned into like, shut up and play the hits, which I don't like, but it's fine. That is which weird. the hits for me is like, get down on it. Yeah. Brick house. Oh, I mean, you know, those are the thing about those which songs. Is great. I mean, those are great songs, 
that they're so great, but they're so overplayed that you uh-huh. forget the greatness. Yeah. But when you really listen to um, Get Down On It, like Jungle Boogie yeah. and uh, Brick House, I mean, she's mighty, mighty. She's mighty, mighty. Well, did you ever think of like, it makes you wonder, I mean, because we weren't alive during that era, yeah. but like, was Get Down On It like just a thing people said, you know? like. <laughs> You know, who made that phrase? Yeah. Because it. regardless, it's brilliant to make it a lyric. I mean, like, get down on it. Yeah. Like, get, the, like, holy shit. Like, and what's it? I don't know. But get down. That whole song is just genius. Well, what if it was. Every get- time I listen to him, I'm like, dude, I'm never tired of this song. Well, there's a few. Um, there's a few out there that are just like, you're like, there's nothing that they did wrong in this song. Yeah. And you're, and it makes you wonder. What, and then you listen to other music and you're like, why couldn't they. Bottle lightning again, you know? I don't know. It's so strange. I know. I know. But there's a few other um, really great. Uh, oh, now I'm blanking on that band's name. Cool in the Gang. There's a bunch of great Cool in the Gang songs. There I, I, yeah. I don't play Celebration, and I've seen the seven inch. I'm like, I'm not buying that. Do you? Um, I don't want it. You could always play Parliament. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's a. I find the Parliament's one of the only bands where the hits I've never grown yeah. tired of. Yeah. Because I, I do oh. have I have the uh, knee deep. On seven inch, mm. and it's just like clap, boo, clap, boo, and it's dude, like, that shit without fail. Oh my god! And everyone sings like that. Oh, 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 oh. It's like oh shit, they're singing. Yeah, like, oh my god, I love. That. I should have wrote that. That's song. that kind of singing. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm feeling this. <laughs> Let's go. That's singing. I don't know about you, but like, when did you like? I started singing kind of late in the game. My parents were always like, you always had a good voice, yeah. whatever. And I was like, you and you're growing up and. I don't want to say if it's just for boys growing up, but when you're growing up and you like, want to be a it's musician, kind of like, it's kind of hard to figure out like what kind of, you're like, what kind of, cause singing is also like, you know, you, one size does not fit all. Like, yeah. Like that's also, why I started making smoother music cause mm-hmm. I've got a, I, that my voice is able to do it. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't able to do other genres. And, um, I think that that song, that back, that, yeah, that's one of those like moments that you're like, you're driving in your car and you're like, let me try doing that. Yeah, and yeah. And you try doing that enough and then one day you can just fucking do it. Yeah. And it's like, that's why parliament, like funk music, I, I think if you're trying to learn how to sing, funk music mm-hmm. is such a, funk music in old country. Yeah. They, uh, cause they're always, I don't know about, I mean, at least for myself. So if for for any Julians out there, <laughs> if you're starting out, listen to more funk music and country music from the 50s because it's it'll work for you. Trust me, the proof's in the pudding. Yeah, you know. But um, here you are. It's uh that like kind of funk music has, I think something very important is in that and in that song, it's the idea that there's so much emotion in that him singing that, mm-hmm. but it's not like emo. No. And I think that's the hardest thing to do in music is to f- find a way to be emotional, Without but not emo, emo right? Because yeah. it's like, because everyone is, I hate the concept where it's like, oh, it's too emo. And you're like, but that's weird that it would be bad because we're all humans with emotions. Yeah. So it should be relatable. But it's, I think it's like emo is whining, right? Yeah. And emotional is just expressing. Is that? Yeah. Do we get there? Yeah, totally. All right. Podcast I agree. done. Yeah. All right, see <laughs> We crack well, let's open. crack another one. Okay? Yeah, yeah, no, was, exactly. Was, was ha- have you have you ever seen Parliament Live? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's it's it was one of those things where uh, it was I saw them before I smoked weed, mm-hmm. and then after I smoked weed, and then I saw them after I started taking like acid, oh, okay. and mushrooms, and shit. Yeah. And I will say, 
They've been tight all three times. <laughs> they're so tight. Have you seen them? Uh, well, they're not touring anymore, I think. Yeah, no, it's... I saw him towards the end. Yeah. It was my first and only time seeing him. Well, this was and when... he kind of just sat there on the chair. He's and, like, an old everyone... dude, man. Of course, yeah. yeah. He's an old man. I'm not saying for that. Yeah. But then, How dare just, you? He's just sitting there on the chair, and, and like the ba- he has like a Bootsy Collins wannabe guy. He's just yeah. super skinny, and he's dancing around. But at one point, George Clinton just stands up out of nowhere, grabs the microphone, and just starts just jerking. Oh yeah, the, the stand. Yeah, like, you're gonna. What? Here's the thing, if you're if you're Doctor Funkenstein, oh, you're yeah. gonna jerk off a microphone stand. Yeah, you're gonna jerk off a mic. I was dude. like, damn, he hasn't done shit this whole show, but he just oh, yeah. stands up for this moment. And well, does yeah, that. he's he's kind of there just to remind you. He's like, hey, yeah. no one here except for maybe a couple of horn players. Yeah, maybe uh, the guitarist we picked up in the mid '80s. Totally, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, but uh, he's just there to be like, hey. I'm just giving you good vibe. He's just there for the vibe. Totally. I lo- oh, well, man. You know, they roll with a big crew. That's oh, a big imagine, band to pay. Can you, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine how much fun it... Do you think it's fun? It must be insane. It must be fun, right? He must get fucked up all day. Well, so his whole thing Like, was, just like drinking booze. I mean, like, let's get to the show. I don't have to do shit. So I'm fucking drunk. He... I hope... I hope... I don't want to be spreading false rumors about yeah. George Clinton. <laughs> I don't know. This... Sorry, yeah. George. Can I um, open for you? He... I think that I read that he was arrested outside like a playground, uh-huh. smoking crack. I believe it. And um, so in the recent years, he got off crack, allegedly. Uh-huh. And I, when I saw him the second or third time, I think it was the second time, the guy was like, you know, sorry, everybody, George isn't here. You know, you're probably wondering where the band, where the dreads are. Yeah. He's like, and you're not going to see any dreads tonight. Oh. And everyone's like, oh. He goes, but George Clinton's been on stage this whole time. He was on stage the whole time. He had cut all his hair off. Yeah, I, he didn't have dreads on. Yeah, so yeah. like, and that was when he was like kind of so, you could, he, compared to when I saw him like 10 years prior, he looked so much better. Wow. So I think that he's now just a grandpa. Yeah, you for know? sure. But yeah. he has to go out there just to, and look at you and jerk off a microphone stand. I mean, here's the thing. And like, you're just standing there, oh. Maybe that's the thing. Like one day we'll get to a point in our lives where... Are, will be, you know. I'm pretty close to that 80, energy. Right? I'm close oh, to that yeah. energy on stage right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jerking off a of mic stand. Oh, if only my, my audience wasn't so young. Well, it's weird. <laughs> That's so funny. It's, it's, we were playing a show and, um, we were playing with all these great bands. And it's funny because I kind of use my band as the barometer of uh-huh. like the scene. I don't really, yeah, I kind of stick to my, I'm in the scene, I suppose, but I'm also yeah. like, I'm very unaware of what most of what, you know, I'm, yeah. it's not that I'm like, I mean, I'm sure. You have your finger on the yeah, pulse. It's like, I I know what I really like and I'm always just trying to do what I really like. Yeah. And sometimes I'll go to show, you know, it's like, I don't know, I'm sure you're the same way. Like mm-hmm. you probably don't go to as many shows as you used to. For sure. You're like, okay. My friends are playing a show or like there's a band. They got me like, on the list. Yeah. They got me on the list. You know, you get I'll to that show level. up. But it's like, they're kind of the, I'm like, hey, I pretty much say yes to any decent gig. Yeah. And I'll do it solo if I can. Yeah. Like if the band isn't able to do it or if they don't want to do it, I'll just do it solo. Because I still think it's um, it's a different show, but it allows me to do um, more of the hip, not, I don't want to say hip hop, but the more yeah, electronic yeah, yeah. songs that totally. that we haven't figured out how to make life sound good, you yeah. know? But I've noticed, but I'll be like, so we're playing a show recently in the band. I was like, guy, the, I sh-, the band was like, hey, uh, audience is pretty young. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, 
Um, but I mostly uh, every single song I have is about fucking. <laughs> um, and it's not that. I, for some reason, and it, I I don't know. It, we just. Yeah. It's really hard. It's it's very strange. I don't want to say it's hard. And I don't want to jinx it, but I like it's a non. Th- it's it's not that all songs are about fucking. It, all the songs are about non-threatening, very relationship-heavy fucking. Totally. And I think that that allows it to be. I'm able to do kind of more, not necessarily crass things, but like. I've said some really dumb, not dumb shit. On, <laughs> I say some dumb shit all the time, but I'll say shit that's like, um, and not that I would get in trouble for saying any of these things, but some things that like, you know, you, you would be like, Hey, maybe not the first thing to say on a first date, you know, yeah, like, totally, you know, totally. you're just like, I'd be like, uh, like we'll play a show sometimes. And, uh, and sometimes I'll just kind of make fun of the, not make fun of the audience, but like try to like play with them. Yeah. And I'll be like, so we're playing this show and they're like, it's really, they're really young. I'm like, well, do I tone it down? Or yeah. I go, and they were like, no, go harder. Ooh. And, um, so I go out there and I'm like, hello. And they're all really quiet because you know only only drunk people respond yeah. to you, right? When yeah. So like that's how you know you have a good crowd when uh-huh. you go out there and you start. You're like, how are we doing? And they're like, Wee! and like, like, right, no let's sober go. person's let's go. like, yeah, dude, it's yeah. fucking Thursday. Uh-huh. I'm in college or high school. Woo! I love it. I know. I hate my fucking life. I'm oh, in college or high school. God. You know, it's like, uh, so no one's screaming, and then we're, yeah. you know. Um, we sing a song and I'm like, has anyone out there ever been in love? And, you know, no one's, you know, like I'm so and no one's on. Is anyone out there able, old enough to drink? You no know, they're, they're not able to drink. And then I just, then I just started saying, I was like, how many virgins are, are out there tonight? And then we just led into that. And then the, everyone starts laughing. And then like, I started making fun of them. And then I was asking the audience if they knew how to like, and the thing is in my normal life, if someone was like, like some, you know, obviously there's always the context, but like generally when someone's like, oh yeah, dude, we fucked. I always yeah, get kind of like, like, uh, like, I think there's a more graceful way of saying it. For sure. And, um, you know, if you've heard my music, it's, I don't write songs just about fucking. It's songs <laughs> about making love. Yes. But, you know, for uh, the elevator pitch, fucking is a faster sure. way of saying it. But like, the, you know, you ask this audience to so like, you know, 19 year olds, you're like, y'all fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and just, <laughs> they'll remember you. And then they started dancing. So I don't know. There's something about it. I think that um, I don't even know how we got to this. The one. title of this video yeah. should be Pink Sock Wants to Know If You Fuck. Yeah. I mean, do I? Well, here's the thing. I hope you do. And um, <laughs> and I hope you continue to. The um, weirdest messages I get. And, you know, I don't see them. You know, you just like you, you don't notice messages. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I've got like 13 really crazy messages. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, these are all fucking insane. Some of them are nice. Yeah. And then some of them are just like, oh, my God. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my favorite one was, like, I'll get a lot of people telling me, but they're like, yo, I put on your music when my I met my boyfriend and we, oh. we banged to it. Oh, nice. And the thing I'll say about being really kind of sexual. Yeah. Because right now we live, do live in a time where there is a thing of like, I don't want over sexual, like being over sexual to make anyone feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Obviously it's a very, sexuality can be very triggering. Mm-hmm. It's also can be very alienating if you're mm-hmm. not in the same, you know, zone as whatever sexuality I'm talking. I try to write about a specific, you know, like kind of an open-ended one, but mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, I am a heterosexual man. So I say girl, as I said, I say mm-hmm. girl a lot in yeah. my music, but I think girl is, can be translatable. Yeah. So like boy, 
or yeah. they, you know, mm-hmm. anything that works. But um, and you're writing about your experience. Yeah, yeah. At the end I mean, of the day, yeah. these are your songs about your life and your experiences. And yeah. if people want to listen to it and feel connected or make it about them. Oh yeah, they can do that. And and I mean, and but my number one goal uh, is my and this I mean this isn't want to say number one goal, but I was <laughs> I mean well as you could tell my train of thought I'm probably I mean like I'm very all over the I'm, I don't I love it this is very ADD of I'm, t- I'm extra ADD today yeah I think it was because I was just I was recording earlier and yeah, I, yeah, you, but yeah. Like, I just pound coffee oh and like I just pound coffee because I'm like the moment I start eating. Then you're like, oh, then I want to watch TV. Yeah. Then I want to just chill. But like, you're just drinking coffee. You're like, oh yeah, I got to finish this fucking, I was laying down this guitar part and I was just like, it's like, fuck, I need more coffee. Yeah. I need more fingers. Yeah. Oh, I love this. The straw's pretty good for playing. I think like, um, recording by yourself and writing by yourself, it's so much easier just to make those executive decisions. Oh yeah. Guitar part out. You're not oh, like yeah. offending anyone. And at, my whole thing is going into a session like, do no one should get offended. Oh yeah. Like if you, like, there's lots of parts in this new record where I'm like, damn, I suck at guitar. Yeah. And then Paul's like, yeah, you do. You should get somebody else to do that. It's like, okay, Eric, you want to well, try dude, it? Think about, like, dude, think about yeah. Steely Dan. That's that right, was the right, whole thing. Right, right, I said that. I said that the whole time going into this, no like, loyalty. no loyalty. Yeah. If we can find a drummer who can do it, fucking find another drummer. Well, who can that do was it. something my dad taught me. He was like, yo, like that recording's forever dude yeah so make it the best it's like it's the idea when you're in the studio any single time and i'm uh, guilty of it too especially considering i live in the same room i record music in totally and i'm just like yeah i don't really feel like doing it just do the up do the extra take try the extra thing always do it because even if you delete it it turns out like even if you don't like it you can mix the the beauty of mixing you yeah. can find a way to make it work or even not you know just getting that idea out mm-hmm. will get that idea out yeah and it's important to just you're already there try to make it the best fucking thing you can cool. and um did you have fun recording yeah it was, it was awesome. good yeah. i'm I, i'm a little more of i, I can work i can tell yeah. i'm more of a control freak yeah um what i started doing to kind of let the band in on recordings is occasionally i will be like hey, i need like I, I do want to bring them in, and I do want to record full mm-hmm. band stuff, but um, it's just so hard. Like I have, I can only bring them songs that mm-hmm. I'm like I truly 100 percent believe in because I don't want to do that thing where they invest their time because their time is money. I mean, these guys fucking shred totally. So it's like I don't want to like you know spend two weeks on something. You know they work. They're you know they work all day. They're in two. They're in, everyone in my band is in other bands. And so they're, bands you know, they're all killing it. But I, uh, they're so. I love my band. I hope you guys watch this. <laughs> um, they probably won't because this is what I'm like all the time. Except yeah. I'm probably a lot more opinionated. Uh, and I'm, and I'm, I mean, I didn't, oh, I forgot to shit talk Courtney Barnett <laughs> like an hour ago. That's fine. Uh, but I will right now real quick. Um, so real here's quick. my thing. Yeah. Sorry, Courtney. My issue with you is you remind me of that Cheryl Crow song, oh. um, Sun, Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. Every song reminds do. me of, well, like she's like, oh, and oh, I'll be oh, something else yes. and something with else. Yeah, and yeah, I get that. And something else. Yeah. And I'm the something line. Totally. And there's something else in the line of something, and I'm cooking and I'm making. We just do it in an Australian accent. It's like, 
or I'm recording a podcast like <laughs> here in Bedrock and like there's something else going on and yeah. like there's a song and it just reminds I can't not hear Cheryl Crow. Okay. So it's yeah, nothing well, I against, never thought of that. It's nothing against Courtney Barnett's music, her she rocks. It's just it reminds me of Cheryl Crow and clearly I have issues with my childhood in the '90s, even though I had a great childhood, I yeah. just it just reminds me of when I was helpless. I don't know. I was a, I was a little kid. Sorry, Cheryl. Yeah. You know, I don't know. You're I like some of your songs, but it just makes me feel like you know you're you're stuck at school, and you're like just certain music just brings you. I feel like that's something that music can do. Yeah. You hear something you heard that you didn't hear, but you heard a lot when you're of a certain age, and it brings you right back to that zone. And you just feel the exact same way you did mm -hmm. the first time you heard it. And it just reminds me of having to go to like gymnastics. Mm. I'm like, oh, we're in, we're listening to Star 98.7 on the way to gymnastics. And now I'm hearing Santa Monica Boulevard. Yes. And, I wanna, and I'm like, I'm like seven. And I don't know this. I don't know how to describe the feeling of wanting to kill myself, but not really wanting to kill myself. You mm -hmm. know, you're like, you're like, what's this feel? It's dread. Is yeah, that what it yeah. is? I don't know. I and just want it to be over. And it's a choice. I chose to go to gymnastics. There's no reason. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. So it's like Courtney Barnett. That gives me <laughs> Cheryl Crow flashbacks. vibes. I had PTSD Cheryl Crow flashbacks. Sorry, Courtney. Yeah, I'd love to drink with you. You're Australian. I'm sure you're fun to drink with. I'm sure she is. Yeah, but oh you're not God. opening for her. You yeah, know, no, it's no, like no. it's not gonna happen. No. Like, I'd love to open up for um, Maya Rudolph's Prince cover band. Oh yeah, I feel like that would I'd honestly be that'd like be cool. that'd be a that'd good be really zone cool. right now. Oh my God. Yeah. So who other than that, like who else would be like a dream tour for you right now? Well, I think the dream tour, here's the thing. Yeah. You got to aim high. Uh, aim really high. I'm the headliner, baby. You oh, know the national. I, uh, yeah. You know. The um, national headlining tour. And it's more of like, I mean, I just, I'd rather do a small tour yeah. where we play yeah. full. I'd rather, you know, fill up like a 70 room, totally. 70 person place. Yeah. Instead Those of like, always yeah. feel really good. Well, just because. So much better than going to a city yeah. and you're playing in a 300 cap room. You're like, oh, Thanks to the 10 people. Well, it's the, up. one about you, but like, I remember being, I mean, it's weird because, how old are you, by the way? I'm 29. 29, I'm also 29. Yeah. So, like, I feel like back when we were in high school and stuff, uh -huh. you, there were, there weren't as many DIY spots as there were yeah. now, but you could truly catch like a, like a band that was going to blow up. Mm -hmm. And you could tell. Yeah, you're like, and the ones that were bands were doing really well. You're like, oh, like when you if you saw girls play, they yeah. were playing at the Troubadour. Yeah, and you're like, oh, the Troubadour, like that's what what a five hundred people or something. I don't know. It's yeah, I think it's like six. Yeah, it's pretty small, right? Yeah, but it's like you're there and that place is sold out. Yeah, and you're like, well, the girls don't they don't they don't need to play yeah. the fucking Fonda or the Wiltern. Mm -hmm. It's better they sold out the Troubadour. Yeah. It's better they did that thing because it's just like, those are, that means 100% of the people that are there want to be there. Totally. Because you don't find people who just randomly find themselves at a sold out like club show, you know? Totally. And that, so that's my, I mean, like my whole thing is like have aim kind of low with your dreams. So yeah. then like you could possibly achieve them, you know? Well, so like, yeah, achieve them and then Yeah, it's achieve going. them and then make a new make dream, a new right? You know? Yeah. Because it's like, what, you, what's the point of having a lifelong dream and then what, you're going to, you succeed and then what, you die? <laughs> Was like Dewey Cox. Yeah, totally. Like, he's yeah, like, he's just like that. By the way, I love that ending song. That, that he's like, write the song that's the culmination of your entire <laughs> musical career in life. <laughs> it's been a beautiful ride. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That movie is so is, good though, yeah. and so underrated, oh, and I yeah. feel like no one saw it in theaters. When I went to the scene in theaters, nobody was there. And you never bought drugs. Yeah, <laughs> not once. Tim Meadows kills never it. Then yeah, you never, never paid, paid for, for drugs. drugs. <laughs> not once. And then he goes. You and you never even pay for drugs, <laughs> not once. You still love this dirty cocks. Yeah. These old dirty cocks. I love when he goes, uh, 
when he's when he's I think it's when he's uh, some prostitute is on top of him. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she, she doesn't have to be a prostitute. A groupie's on top yeah. of him, and and he's he's going through his like dark period, and he goes, "This is a dark fucking period." <laughs> and he just says, "This is a dark fucking period." <laughs> I saw Tim Heidecker play at uh, the Regent or the oh. Terragram. Terragram. And after the telegram, they all went to that bar. I think Monty's, which is like yeah, right next yeah, to yeah. it. And uh, I was like, oh, I got like a tip that they're all going. And like, yeah. oh, come hang out. I was like, okay. So I like, we go and I get a drink and I just stand in their circle with like yeah. Tim Heidecker and John C. Riley. Oh, dude. And that- then like, I saw a friend of a friend, like in the distance, like, is that Ruben? Is he with John C. Riley? Yeah. And right. then they, of course, they come up to me so they could talk to John. Right. And at that moment, John like says, oh, yeah, thanks. Nice to meet you, man. He looks at me. He's like, you want something too? And I was like, no, I was um, I was in the crew. I so, was one of the guys. So I got I got a and good. And now I'm fan uh, again. I have a good John C. Riley story cool. actually. So my dad, um, as I said, is a pedal steel guitarist, mm-hmm. and that's a very niche instrument if you're good at it. Yeah. So uh, he, I think he's, I don't know how many, but I'm gonna say, you know, in my mind, he's the top, for sure, premier pedal steel guitarist in Los Angeles. I, I can't speak to Nashville or other country places. No, but LA for but sure. But I know for a fact, if you need a pedal steel guitarist, you call my fucking dad. Marty <laughs> Rifkin destroys pedal steel. Yeah. Self-taught, like, it's the kind of thing where like, I'm like, man, you must be crazy because you can play this instrument. Like, it's, yeah. it's fucking crazy. But, so I'm in college up north. I went to Santa Cruz for college. Cool. And he's like, hey, I, um, I took a gig. I think you really like it. Yeah. I'm playing with John C. Riley. He's like, and we're playing Hardly Strictly. Mm. So come up and hang out. So I get to, I got to hang out. I got to go up there and hang out with um John C. Riley, but in that zone where you're talking about yeah. where it's not the fan we're thing. The guy and and the crew. immediately every single time we're walking, people want stuff from him. And I've never yeah. seen someone so chill. Mm. He was like, everyone was going shake and bake taking photos he was doing and it's like that's the thing that's so crazy this guy who has had such an amazing career 90 percent people going up to him saying shake and bake shake and bake and it's and the thing was he was totally cool about it everyone else drove up in like a van and then he drove up in like a like his little convertible yeah just rolling cigarettes the whole way and you're like and he's just like buying us all drinks and shit that's so cool and like um you know, I'm trying to be polite because it's I'm a guest, and mm-hmm. he's like, uh, "You guys wanted more drinks," and then we're just getting fucked up. Yeah. We're just getting drunk, and those guys can drink. You know, yeah. they can drink. And then uh, I finally got drunk enough to ask him. Uh, I was like, "Hey, where did Steve Brule come from?" Yeah, and it's the kind of thing where, like, you know, I mean, like, you because you know you want to be cool because yeah. you're like, I don't want to tell you about, you know, I don't want you to just to, to gush over you. But I think that he truly just loves Steve Brule. Like he he's yeah. so into that side of his career that he was just like, oh, Steve's his own man. Mm. And just started saying, just telling me all these things about Steve Brule and like just how it's like he truly did separate him. Like he was talking about a different person. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, he fucking love like he is like yeah. steve Brule is he's the realest character out there it's completely method i'm positive <laughs> i'm positive it's method i don't know he's just and he was one of the nicest guys ever and then i saw him play and holy shit can the man yeah. not is the man hilarious the man can, can sing, sing like a motherfucker really well oh my god so good his uh bassist oh this is the craziest thing his bassist was this um really nice woman kind of like middle-aged just like you know just kind of regular yeah looking person and I'm like, so where you, what else have you, you know, what other gigs you play? And she's like, oh, I'm Lil Wayne's bassist. Oh. And I was like, what the 
fuck? And she's like, oh yeah, like we just, she was Let telling me- show me, you the lollipop baseline. Oh yeah, she was saying, I was like, I was watching this woman and you're like, holy shit, this woman played mm -hmm. so, I mean, this woman has played fucking arena, like sold out arena shows. She's all, wee, wee, wee. Oh, and she was saying like, uh, they don't play any place where there's a, a metal detector. Oh. And I was like, what? She's like, he won't go through a metal detector. Yeah, well, he's got his, he's got his gun on him. And you're like, it's like Lil Wayne, why do you need your gun, dude? <laughs> it's like, if you if you already have security, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, it's like literally like they have licenses to, to have to, those guns. To carry them, yeah. Know? Or just get a license, you know what I'm saying? Get a license. Like, like, yo, you're that fucking rich. You know, I know you're not shooting people. But you're, does he have the time? Does he have the time? Yeah, the what is time it, what to put it in the application process? Dude, all he has to do, literally, he goes to a gun show, right? Yeah. It's America, baby. Yeah, gun show. It's America. Yeah. You just go to a gun show, right? So that's why I want people to leave this <laughs> knowing how to buy guns super quick. No, Easy. That quick. law should be repealed. Let's get into let's it. No. Uh, yeah, let's get political. But, but little Wayne, yeah. I almost call him little Rob, different guy. Big fan of Little, little Rob. Rob. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I love Little Rob from Southern California. You have to love Little Rob. I like uh, is little I like is Little John also the name from of the guy from Robin Hood? Oh, yeah, actually, right, right. It is Little John, right? We uh, we were in the middle of nowhere. I can't remember where we were, but we were like pulling over on tour, and we we saw a street that was like East Side Street in Little John. And I was like, well, we have my bass player has a photo of it because yeah. we stopped. We're little like, John, man, imagine like. Like, you know, you waiting tables and you're like, what can I get you? Holy shit, it's Lil John. Yeah. The East Side Boys. The East Side Boys. Is that there? Uh, the closest thing I've had to that in Santa Barbara yeah. is like I gave a sandwich to Dennis Miller and I was not excited. I was oh, like, all right, here you go, Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller. Dude. Here you go, Speaking Dennis Miller. And then he looked at me with his big fake teeth. I'm like, all right. It's like, yeah, there's the thing. Yeah. I um I I'm from LA, so mm. and I've worked in like Santa Monica. So mm -hmm. I will say the one thing you get used to is just like serving yeah mega stars and shit yeah and um this one will kind of be appropriate the one that the most heartbreaking one because you know it's the idea is like you know yeah. you're around your whole life and my as i said my dad's like you know he's a musician so i've, I've met some i've been really blessed and met some really cool people cool. before but um uh i worked at a guitar i worked at mccabe's guitar store um in santa monica which mm -hmm. is a very i think it's been around almost like 65 60 years now uh -huh. it's an acoustic store and uh christopher guest came in Ooh. from spinal tap yeah you know and he comes in and you know i know you know you're not supposed to like especially when you're serving somebody but like yeah let's fucking be let's just be real for a second spinal tap yeah that is the most important i love that movie that's one of the most important that's for musicians that's the most important mu movie i mean like I don't know about you, but I find most movies just butcher music horribly. Yeah. There's just the idea of like a musician is a, these like sagely wizards. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like that's the problem. All these biopics where it's like Freddie Mercury. Yeah. It's like, it's like Freddie Mercury was a musician, people. Mm -hmm. He was awesome, but he's just a dude who wants to <laughs> fucking play music. Yeah. He loves me. It's like in the same way as somebody wants to be a sushi, sushi chef. You know, mm -hmm. it's like the idea is like, you're a musician because that's just what you want to do. That's what you're good at. Whatever, blah blah blah. It doesn't make you a wizard. Yeah. It's just certain things in life, you know, certain art forms or abilities. Society just puts a weird like mm -hmm. kind of thing over. But like, I forgot. Now I'm just thinking of all the biopics. Well, here's a, yeah. a weird thing that connects to the biopics. Last yeah. night I was DJing in Ventura, and this guy walks up to me. He's like, "Hey man, do you have any Elton John?" I was like, I might, man. He's like, well, either that or Queen. I was like, okay, I get it. You went to the fucking movies this year. Oh yeah, yeah. We the get fact, it. 
The fact I saw them you, too. Uh, is the, that the only thing you like? The fact that you needed a movie to tell you Queen is tight. Yeah, like it's fucking insane. Let me play under pressure, and then everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, Ice Ice Baby." I'm like, yeah. "This is the worst crowd oh, I've man. DJed here." It's it's in a long time. I, I've only I've only I've DJed a few shows, and I will say every every now and then you'll just like I'll realize I was the wrong DJ for the gig. Yeah, and uh, one there's just something about like. Wanting to hear Rocket Man. Yeah. Or like, what's the one tiny dancer? Like, yes. Like, are you fucking serious? There's a great quote. This is what it reminds me of Damon Alburn, who is a very like hit or miss kind of dude. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, it's like some gorillas is the best shit I've ever heard. And then some gorillas is the worst shit I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, I, I like a lot of, uh, of his solo stuff, but sometimes it's the word, you know, it's like, well, no matter what, he, he tries, you know? And he said this. He had this quote where he was saying, I'm really sad. I'm paraphrasing. I'm very sad that I'll never be able to, I'll die. I'm very, let me rephrase. <laughs> I am very bummed out that I'll never hear the best music in the world before mm. I die. Mm. And it's like a DJ's job should not be playing rocket man. Yeah. A DJ's job should be showing you something that you should listen to before you die. Mm -hmm. Not something that you're guaranteed to hear at Vons. Yes. You know, it's like- I agree, I completely it, it, agree. It's like, why It's like you're. Why would you get a DJ if you wanted to hear the hits, Yeah. they have YouTube. Yeah. You don't need to hire a human to press, to go to like the, whatever the fucking like grocery store playlist, totally. is, you know, like- I agree. The Ross. The, the Old Navy playlist, you know, like <laughs> uh, my favorite is uh, You're Vegan, right? Yeah. So like, have you ever, you've been to Veggie Grill? Yeah. I love their music that they play because <laughs> it's like hyper, like just like power electro pop. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I love who's ever job. That, that's oh a dream God. job, like to be in charge. Of, they're like- The music curator at yeah, a Veggie like, Grill? Yeah, they're like, they're like, so we've done statistical tests <laughs> and most of our audiences are 15 to 26 and then 37 to 64. <laughs> Find a genre that everyone can like. And you're like, yeah. all right, how about unoffensive, like almost Madonna-esque mm -hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog music? And you're like, yeah, dude, that's that's kind of fucking tight, yeah. you know? Like, I don't know. That's just, that's, I mean, I guess that's one of my other dreams. Aim low, right? Yes, but the aim same very time, low. Imagine veggie grill oh, yeah. curation. Oh, dude, that would be so fucking sick. Like, imagine like you're on a date, right? And they're like, so what are you doing? And you're like, you ever been Actually. to Chipotle? Actually, yeah. You know the music you're listening to? Yeah, <laughs> I, you're, I have noticed that. Music. While you're like wondering why you're here? Huh. Yeah, that's me. Hmm. Yeah, you're wondering why you're able to hear that new Tame Impala song? Oh, wait, we forgot to. Oh, man, I'm all over the oh, place. Oh, wait, okay. All right, back to Tame Impala. I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna go on I'm gonna go online. That first album to me, that's yeah. the best one. Okay. The new stuff, he's on that level where it's just like there shouldn't be so much pressure on every single song. Mm -hmm. Like just be more pro prolific. Mm -hmm. It's like I don't know. It's like the idea that it's. I used to think that you had to just like save it all, you know, right? Mm -hmm. But then like someone like Tom York, right, mm -hmm. used to be very. Radiohead would put out on what, right? Well, like every two years. And then yeah. they did once. Then, you know, they, they've had a different career though. So they're kind of, I mean, they're, they're, they're on their hard, own level. They're yeah. a hard band to use as an example. But the idea that you're like, well, they don't put out trash. And you're yeah. like, and then you're thinking, you're like, well, it's because they don't put out a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then in recent years, Tommy Works put out shit all the time and it's all fucking sick as fuck. Yeah. And it's the idea that if you put your, 
it, what's the from 40 let's use an example from 40 old virgin right he says he's like you're not able to lose your virginity because you're putting the pussy on a pedestal that's right right so you're putting your music on a pedestal and you can kind of feel the pedestal nature of it where it's like he can no longer just make a song now it's like each song has to be like have a I don't know I mean here's the other thing I don't want to be shit shitting on it and I also don't want to be like saying what I know what it's like to be writing those songs because I only know what it's like to write songs in my own mind yeah. but like I don't know about you but like writing songs isn't a choice yeah it just happens it just happens You're f and it's like the only way you can make it happen is by being around instruments when it happens mm -hmm. right or being around the, the equipment yeah and it's like if you have anything else in your mind other than finishing that song there's like a chance that the song's just not going to be very good there's not an yeah. urgency to it and there's this this new stuff just doesn't have an urgency. Some of it does. Like patience has a very yeah. it had a vibe to it. You're like, oh, you could tell he was like, Oh, I've never used kungas before. Totally. And you're like, how the fuck are you like on your fourth album? You never thrown a kunga in it? <laughs> so what are you talking about? You probably have, you know, but But you know, yeah, his taste is changing as like yeah. our tastes have changed and I'm sure people will be like, oh, yeah. how come he never used a saxophone in any of his earlier stuff? Well, it's like, I don't know, man. I just my headspace. Yeah, I wasn't well, and there. Also, like, I wasn't there. I, and it's, I think the problem with it is, I, I like the, the kind of music he's he's trying to make. It needs to be thicker. Yeah, I need it to be a little thicker. It's because that phaser is like yeah, really messing so, with that low end. Yeah, it's so thin, and I know why. Because you want to be able to hear it on your phone. Oh. You want to be able to hear it on your computer. Yeah. I mean, that's just a part of the reality of like mixing music yeah. nowadays is that you do need to mix it. So when you're drunk at your friend's house, you're like, dude, here, check this out. Yeah. You know, check this yeah. out. And then you're like, you're like, check out this line. And, you, <laughs> and the fact that you can hear like a bass line on your iPhone is pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. But I mean, that means it's, that's, that's how they're EQing it and mm -hmm. they're mixing it. I mean, that's a whole other issue. But... My, my main problem is it's like, I don't give a fuck what he's saying anymore. Yeah. I liked when he was talking about like doing drugs <laughs> and I liked what he was talking about. Like it was just about doing ass. It was like existential crisis yeah. rock and roll. And now it just seems like pseudo sexy rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's like not sexy enough to be sexy. And it's not psychedelic enough to be psychedelic. And it's not David Bowie enough to be David Bowie. Yeah. And it's not John Lennon enough to be John <laughs> Lennon. -y. But I will say, I will see them live no matter what. Because okay, they're one go. of the best fucking bands I've oh, ever seen. Shit. But in terms of like these albums, I was so bummed once he stopped working with um, uh, Dave Fridman. Yeah. And that's uh, the guy who's produced all of the Flaming Lips. Mm. And I don't know if you guys are Lipsmen. I do. I'm a huge Flaming Lips fan. Love them. And they're one of those bands where it's like, it trains you to stop that like all or nothing mm -hmm. aspect of liking things. Like there's no way you're going to like all of the Flaming Lips. Yeah. Like they could be your favorite band and you're still not going to like all their shit. Yeah. And that's a band that taught me that. And that's why I can still like Tame Impala, but then just be like, you know, and it's like, I'm unimpressed with yeah. it, but also like, you know, I'm hyper, I'm a super pretentious asshole. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm just like, you know, sitting in my room all day, just like, I'm like, mm, the Kungas could be more Kunga-y, you know, it's like, yeah. where the fuck am I coming from? You know, yeah. I understand the, the pointlessness of it, but there's something about, um, and I wish I could, I mean, the, I think you need to find a producer that, that understands you or really learn how to make what you want to hear. Yeah, yourself. And yeah. I, I don't, I mean, this is just based off interviews I've heard of him and I don't, I'm sure he likes how this new album sounds. Yeah. But the last album, the biggest one they made, 
Yes, he was. Yeah, the... he was saying he hates how it's. He hates the. Oh. He hates the sonic quality of it. Oh. He was like, I really don't think it sounds very good. And he's like, and I'm surprised people don't notice that. Hmm. He's like, and I had to learn to live with it. Hmm. And I think it's so funny that you could put out an album that you truly don't like the sound of. Yeah, I totally understand doing that, but by the time you're doing these interviews, you could have changed it. You know, it's yeah. like this kind of thing of like just pay Dave Fridman or the guy to mix it again. It, yeah. And that's a mixing issue. Like, you know, mm. and it's, it, it just- I wonder it, what part of that he didn't like, like what? Well, there's like, I just think like it's- the up When you listen thing. to the other ones, the first album, the second album too, there's like a, I don't know if this is the right term, but I'm gonna say it. it's booty. Yeah. There's booty in it. Yeah. There's a lot of booty. And it's like kind of like the kind of thing that makes you go like this. <laughs> you know, you're just like, yeah, you know? totally. And it's not to say that the third album doesn't have its moments of like funkiness, mm -hmm. but it seems way more on a grid. Yeah. And it seems like all the low end and all the funk is is either phased mm -hmm. to like a point where nothing hits you in your dick, you know? Yeah. Like I'm not hit, I'm not getting hit with like, I'm just not, it, there's not enough balls to it. I don't know totally. if these are the right terms, yeah, but it's yeah, just yeah. like, I need something with a little more edge. Cool. And it has, it's like edge, it's, there's no edge, I think, on the new stuff. It's very clean. Yeah. The way he's singing almost sounds like, you're like, how does a human even, you know, just kind of like, kind of like lullaby-ish, like the thinnest vocal, totally. the thinnest bass line, the thinnest drum part. Yeah. And those other albums were just like these fat fucking like, <laughs> these bass lines were like, like hits you in the same way like a Queens of Stone Age bass line would hit yeah. you. And they were, there was more booty to it. It was more groovy. And then, I mean, I'm sh but then when they play live, I mean, that's the thing. The band is so fucking good mm -hmm. that these songs, I'm sure these songs are still good, but they just need the band to record them. But at the same time, <laughs> you can only get to the band point version after him going through the whole thing. Yeah. And why on earth would he ever start record a whole new album or re-record the songs yeah. when he had already just finally figured it out? You know, it's like, and that's, I mean, cause it's like an album is different than the pro. I mean, it's weird. Yeah, you know I mean, totally. it is strange. I don't yeah. know. It's all complicated. <laughs> It's also fucked up. Damn, man. Well, okay, so we do have someone else coming. Yeah, in no here. respect. Yeah, yeah. But if people want to support Pink Sock, how do they get a hold of you? How do they see you? Where do you post your shows? Um, how can we help you? I believe we have a website, PinkSockOfficial. Yeah. dot com. We're on Instagram at PinkSockOfficial. There you go. I believe we're on Twitter at Pink. Some you can find. I mean, it's one of those things where if you go to one of them, you can find all of them. Cool. Uh. Well, my own plug is just if you're going on a date, if you're if you're in the car with somebody and you're trying to not necessarily play uh, Isley Brothers, but something to kind of be like, hey, like yeah. just get the ideas, the juices yeah. flowing, you know, like drive or maybe you're sad driving home. Maybe you didn't get that number. You put on some pink sock, you know, to make <laughs> you feel better, you know. Do it. It's just, just about love, baby. Sock. You know, it's just about love. You know? Oh, that's amazing, man. Yeah. Well, hi. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, Ruben. Yes. Pleasure, dude. See you soon. Cheers. <laughs>